Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Man, it was so nice to be able to enjoy from there the worship this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you. Y'all give it up for wisdom on the piano. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Well, good morning, everyone. I obviously am not Pastor John. Thank God. Um, My name is Atira. I'm the minister of music here at the Building Christian Fellowship, and I have been blessed with the privilege and honor to bring the word this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you. We're just going to talk this morning. Is that all right? We're going to sit down and we're going to talk. We're good. We're good right here. Thank you so much. Such a servant. Appreciate you. So <clears throat> we're going to talk this morning. You know, every now and again, you know, they see a need to let me from behind the keyboard and let y'all know what's going on. And uh, today's that day. Hope y'all are ready. So <clears throat> we just celebrated Resurrection Sunday last Sunday. It was amazing. Yes. And forgive me, my sinuses, you know, I survived COVID just to be attacked by killer pollen. And I don't even suffer with allergies like that, but you know, to God be the glory, we're still here. Amen. So, but we just, we just celebrated Resurrection Sunday. And that is where we commemorate when Jesus ascended a hill, died and bled and died on the cross for our sins, went into a tomb, rose again three days later. And um, yes, hallelujah. And it doesn't need to be Resurrection Sunday for us to celebrate the resurrection power that we live in, that we walk in, that's made available to us. Amen. But this has been stirring in my heart. And forgive me if I start to fumble over my words. I'm just so excited to talk to you guys today. Um, Jesus ascended a hill. And Jesus is our example in all things, right? So I want to talk to you guys about a subject that I know for sure is near and dear to the heart of the, the Father, the heart of Jesus, the heart of the Holy Spirit. And the title of today's message this morning is The Hill to Die On. The Hill to Dion. For those of you that are taking notes, it's called The Hill to Dion. And it's a play on words. We'll get into that later on. But let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. Father, I step out of the way and I thank you that you would just come and have your perfect way, God. Thank you that you'd make the words on the page come alive, Lord God. Your word is spirit and it is life. And I thank you, Jesus, that our hearts are ready to receive the engrafted word of God that is able to save our souls, Lord. We thank you that we are transformed by your your presence, Lord God. And we thank you that we would change today, Lord God. We will leave chastised, challenged, and changed by your word this morning. Revive us according to your word. In Jesus' mighty name, we all pray and agree, said, amen, amen. So the title of today's message is called The Hill to Die On. And um, it's a play on words, meaning, you know, Jesus, he went and died on a hill. He's our example in all things. So we, we need to die also. And I'm, t- I'm going to tell you what the hill to die on is today. 
okay? But I'm going to start this off with a, a quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And it says, when Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. When Christ calls a man, he bid him come and die. Now, let's get into the title. The hill to die on is an idiom. And here's what it means. It means an issue or cause to pursue with wholehearted conviction and or single-minded focus with little or no regard to the cost. An issue or cause to pursue with wholehearted conviction and or single-minded focus with little or no regard to the cost. The hill to die on, for us to die on, is called the church. Holy community. The hill to die on is the church. John chapter 10, verses 10, in the Amplified, it reads, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Now, I want everybody to look at that, that fourth word there. Somebody holler it out. Yell all out together. Okay, so it says the thief comes only but to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay, so that means he can't do anything else. He can't give life. Okay, he can't give life. He can't, he can't, um, he can't make good on promises of, of, of increase in a good way. So that means no matter what he has promised you, no matter what he's, how he's packaged it, how pretty it looks, it's going to end in theft, death, or destruction. That is it. That is it. That is all. Now, one very beautifully packaged lie that a lot of people have taken hold of as of late is abandon the church. Is abandon the church. The very thing that you're supposed to die on, abandon it. But isn't that like the enemy? Isn't that, did he really tell you you couldn't eat of this tree? Right? I mean, that's what I'm saying. You got to start making yourself familiar with characteristics so you know who's dealing with you. Right? Y'all in the room this morning? (laughs) So to steal, kill, and destroy, that is the only thing that the enemy is able to do. Okay? Make no mistakes about it. So if you're taking notes today, I want you to write in, in single file. I want you to write a D. I want you to write an I. And I want you to write an E. Hence the hill to die on. Okay, we're going to talk about three points. Three points that we get in holy community. And I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. But these three points, these three points are double-edged. They're multifaceted. Meaning you do this and it's done to you in return. Okay? So the first one, first one I want to talk about is the D. It's develop. And in parentheses, I put discipleship. Holy community is where we develop others and are developed ourselves. Holy community is where we develop others and are developed ourselves. Let's turn our Bibles to Matthew 28, verse 19. Hallelujah. Matthew 28, 19. 
Let's read it up here. It says, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That was a command. Amen. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Titus chapter two, verses one through eight. I'm gonna read it from the NLT. Okay. Let's see here. Titus. Old school. I went old school on you. I'm flipping through the book. All right. right. (laughs) It says, as for you, Titus, promote the kind of living, excuse me, promote the kind of living that reflects wholesome teaching Teach the older men to exercise self-control, to be worthy of respect, and to live wisely. They must have sound faith and be filled with love and patience. Similarly, teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and be pure to work with their own home, in their own homes, to do good and to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. Mm. In the same way, encourage the young men to live wisely. And you yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and seriousness of your teachings. Teach the truth so that your teachings can be criticized, can't be criticized, excuse me. Then those who oppose us will be ashamed and have nothing bad to say about us. I know that was a mouthful, but we're talking about D. We're talking about the hill to die on, which is the church, holy community. This is where we develop and we are developed in return. Amen. You know what? God never does. Never, he's not really a single use type of person. He's always in the details and, and things have multifunctions. And the same thing is about, about being a part of a body, a holy community, where, which we've been encouraged by society and culture to forsake. Now, and a lot of people want to sit up there and blame this on the Rona, you know, the past year, past year. But this was happening way before the Rona. And it's just like I said, the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. And he's packaged very, very, very nicely a lie, which is you are the church. Listen, but here's the thing. It takes a little bit of a truth to make a lie believable. And what has happened is we, they've taken a, the people have taken a truth and have run a partial, par, partially valid truth. And run a marathon with it, which is like, oh, I can live in isolation and be okay. I'm all right by myself, which is an absolute lie. We see here, the church is important enough for Jesus to to suffer, bleed, and die, and resurrect for. So it's a cause that we need, it's a hill that we need to die on. It's thing that we need to protect at all costs. Now, I don't know about you. So from a young age, I wanted to be an attorney, okay? And partially because I like to argue, but, <laughs> but then, you know, it was a thing of defending, defending what's right, defending what's true, right? And I wish I had had someone to develop, hey, there's that word again, develop me and to mentor me because I, I, I ceased following that dream because I thought I was going to, I, I knew I was going to have to defend people who I knew were criminals, and it was like, nobody explained to me, well, there's a different type of law that you can get into, anything like that. I digress. However, my thing is this, is that I would get into different arguments 
And I knew I was right, right? And it's like, <clears throat> is this the hill you want to die on, though? Is this the hill you want to die on? And it's like, you know what? Pride will have you thinking, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's over something stupid, right? But this is the hill to die on. Holy community is the hill to die on. And I'm sorry, I'm a little passionate about it because I keep seeing things like the church is not essential. The church is not essential. Oh, it's, you, you know, I, I can be the church. I can, I can be a member virtually and I can do this. But you know what? Supplements were never meant to be a substitute. Can I just be honest real quick? Can I just be honest while, while I'm on a rant? Uh, and I'm on a swivel. While I'm on a rant, can we just talk about virtual this and virtual that real quick? I don't know about anybody else, and I'm not knocking nobody that's still doing virtual stuff. God bless you guys watching through the TV. But I'm like, dude, if I get invited to one more virtual anything, I'm going to scream. You know what? And the thing is this, is that we're living in a society that is, is so, so obsessed with blurring the lines and doing what you want to do that it's going to paint them in a corner and it's going to destroy their whole lives. And what I mean by that is this, supplements were never meant to be substitutes. Virtual meetings, Zooms and stuff, that is not a substitute for human meaningful connections and interactions. If anything, if anything, 2020 has been the poster year, poster year for the necessity of holy community and meaningful connections. And it makes me so upset. The stuff, uh, pornography is on the rise. Depression is on the rise. All kind of alcoholism is on the rise. Why? Because meaningful relationships, what little ones we did have, were taken away. And we were, we were given a supplement instead. We were given a supplement instead to take the place which was never meant, never supposed to happen, ever. You think about, it made me think of people who, who slip into a coma, right? They're not able to feed themselves. And after months and months of stuff, sure, they're getting a drip through the IV and there's supplements, there's nutrients that come there, but it never suffices for a holistic, nutritious diet. So that means that they lose benefit of their body. They lose muscle mass, they lose bone density, they lose lose time amongst other stuff, right? Why? Because supplements were never meant to be substitutes. Supplement was never meant to be a substitute. Develop. Holy community is very necessary. This is the hill that we die on. Those that name the name of Christ and claim to be Christ followers, this is the hill that we're supposed to die on. This is what we're supposed to protect. Let's read that again. The meaning of the hill to die on, an issue or cause to pursue with wholehearted conviction and or single-minded focus with little to no regard to the cost. Hmm. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but the Lord said, if you desire to follow me, If any man desire to follow me, he must take his cross, die daily, and follow me. For he who seeks to save his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake, the same shall find it. And I know you've you've probably heard it before, diametrically opposed and mutually exclusive. The kingdom is backwards to secular, what's what's secular in, in societal comments. Meaning the way up is down. The greatest of all is the servant of all, right? It's total polar opposite of what the, the, the world is going to tell you to do. Build your life. Build your empire. But on what? On what? What are you building your life on? 
You know what? There are noble causes. There are valiant efforts that we put our lives towards. But in the end, it still will show up empty. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be an amazing mom. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be an amazing dad. But there's, a thing, there's something wrong when your identity gets tied up in it. Because what happens 20 years down the line when they leave the house? Then what? You're living with a stranger and you yourself are a stranger because you don't know where you are. Your kids left and your identity went walked out the door with them, right? Build your life. Build your life. Build your life on this rock, this foundation, your identity in Christ, right? Here's the thing. Here's how we find our identity in community. We find our identity in community, the holy community of God, the church, the thing that he gave his life for. And we are supposed to give our lives to protect and to preserve and to advance. Amen. Amen. And I hope I'm not coming on too strong for y'all this morning. So the first D, D is develop discipleship. Holy community is where we develop others and ourselves and are ourselves developed. The second is I invest, which is service. Can we talk, y'all? Can we talk real quick? Invest, service. Everybody is going crazy over Bitcoin. Everybody's going crazy over Bitcoin. And, and please, you know what I'm saying? Just a disclaimer and, and to let you know, dude, I don't know nothing about stocks, bonds, and investments or anything, but it always seems like everybody's behind the game when it comes to investing. You know what I'm saying? Everybody runs after the big boom, right? But the thing is this, is investment. Bible says, talks about setting your sights on things above, things eternal, right? Investment, serving. Who are you serving? Whose vision are you serving? Holy community is where we invest in others and are invested in. Holy community is where we invest in others and are invested in. Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. Galatians chapter 6, verse 10 says, Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. I, I was about to quote King James, in the household of faith. Especially to those who are in the household of faith. Um, <laughs> okay, so Romans chapter 12 talks about, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable serve. Oh, that's that word again. Service. Okay. Service. We're body fitly joined together, right? I'm sorry. I keep going back to the substitutes, the, the, the supplements being substitutes. There's no supplement for you being attached to the body of Christ. I mean, there's no substitute for you being attached to the body of Christ. I apologize. But people like to put supplements in place of that. For instance, <laughs> feeding the homeless, supplement. Okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm, I just, I feel like I'm getting on somebody's head right now. But it's not a, it's never meant to be, it was never meant to be a substitute for you assembling the holy assembly of God. Oh, I'm not going to do, I'm, I, you know, I'm done with dealing with people and, and, and just people are just too messy. But the thing is, this is that you're never going to become what God has ordained you to be apart from the body of Christ. You're never, and you know how that happens. You know how that's worked out. You know how that's tussled with serving, 
because it deals with you and it meets a need at the same time. Multi-purpose. That's how God works. Multi-purpose. In the family of God is where you find your identity and it's where you find out what your calling and your purpose is. Again, there's nothing wrong with having a career, but what happens when you retire? What are you building your life on, right? Do good, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Every opportunity that you get a chance to, right? So, <laughs> I love because this is so this is such a telling question, especially when you're talking to a dude or they're trying to talk to you and it's like, oh, okay, well, what church do you go to? Oh, you know, I go to I go to the father's house. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Where you serve at? Are you speaking tongues, sir? What's going on? I need you to speak up. Speak clearly. Where do you serve? Where do you serve? Invest. We're talking about investing. Come on now. Maybe it's been so easy to walk away from the church and the family of God because you haven't invested nothing. Maybe that's why it's so easy for you to walk away. Don't tell me something is important to you if you haven't invested in it. You can't tell me the family of God is important. You haven't invested in anything. I, you know, and just, I'm just going to share my testimony about I was working in Sacramento a few years back, and it, you know, I was living with my aunt and uncle, not Uncle John I was living with my aunt and uncle at the time, and I was just like, Lord, I need a place to stay. And what made sense to do was to move to Sacramento. And I, that was what I was being advised by people I respect. They were saying, why don't you just, just move to Sacramento? It's easier. You don't have a car. I didn't have a car at the time my own car. And so people were advising me to move to Sacramento, but it was my heart. My heart was here. My heart was here. And I'm like, but my whole family talking about both natural and spiritual is in Fairfield. And it's like, Lord, I said, God, I feel like you, I know if I prioritize what is priority to you, which is your house, you will make a way. And he sure enough did. He provided a way. Same thing happened with the car. Same thing happened, but the thing is this, my whole point is when you prioritize to, in your own life what is priority to the Lord, he comes through for you. He comes through for you. And not only that, but when you invested, you are invested from something, it's hard to walk away from. Investing, we're talking about the hill to die on this morning, which is holy community, the church. Investing, service. Mm. What's keeping you from serving somewhere? What's keeping you from serving somewhere? We're a body fitly joined together, right? You know, another thing is um, that's really been kind of bothering me since I'm talking about stuff that's been bothering me lately is, dude, <laughs> nothing is more irritating. And I'm sure there's other people in there. Have you ever gone to a store, retail, whatever? And you're waiting around and you ask for help from one of the people that actually work there. And they treat you like, like, like it's an inconvenience. Like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. This, this is your job. They hired you to do this, right? <laughs> you're getting paid every two weeks, bi- bi-weekly. Monthly. How, you're getting paid to be here and do this, right? I'm tired of people having to be sold on what's their responsibility. Why do I have to sell you what you're responsible for? This is what we're responsible for. We're responsible to be faithful to the household of faith. We're responsible to be devoted to the, to the service of the church. 
the body of Christ, the corpus Christi. Pastor talks about it all the time. And you know what? Another thing that gets on my nerves is when you've committed yourself, when you've committed yourself, you've committed yourself and then you decide to flake and cat off. I'm like, oh, somebody else got it. Somebody, somebody, they'll cover me. They'll, they'll do it. And it's like, you know what? <laughs> A body fitly joined together. You know, A body fitly joined together. Do you know that there's certain illness and sicknesses that don't show up until it's symptomatic? And a lot of times when it's symptomatic, it's too late. It's too late. Do you know why? And it's a, tool, it's, it's a testimony and a detriment because of the body working, so, being so fitly joined together. What happens is when that one member stops working, other parts of the body start to compensate for it and start to cover for it, right? Right? But it wears them out. Why? Because they're doing something that they weren't supposed to do. They're doing something that they weren't supposed to do, right? So what does it do? One member can wear a whole body out. One member can wear a whole body out. And you're looking at somebody who knows firsthand about outsourcing a function of the body because it can't or it won't work. It wreaks havoc. One person not being part of the body, fitly joined together, makes the whole body suffer. Why are you bringing this up? It's here because you are important here. We need you here. We need you to be on your post, not catting off, not walking around, not wondering, oh, oh, uh, not following a leaf in the wind. We need you on your post. We need you where you're supposed to be. We need you where you're supposed to be. It's imperative that we die. Why? So that others can live. There's people that don't know. There's people that don't know yet. There's people that don't know that they've been ransomed, rescued, and redeemed by the king of of glory. There's people that don't know that. So you're not just a greeter. A toe is not just a toe. You know a toe can throw a whole body off? But you're tripping because you covered under sock and a boot, right? I'm just saying, this is so important. This is the hill to die on. This is the hill to die on. Are you invested? Are you serving? I, and I stand, I, see, <laughs> I agree with our pastors what he said. If you ain't serving, you ain't saved. And I said what I said, okay? <laughs> if you ain't serving, you ain't saved. You can sacrifice without love, but you can't love without sacrifice. You can't say you love the church, you love the Lord, you love his body, and are not sacrificing anything. Talking about investing, investing your life. That's another thing, okay? Pastor just finished the, the Blessed Life series, right? As soon as he busted that series open, in my mind, in my heart, in the spirit, I could hear people gripping their wallets, reaching for their keys, and heading for the door. It was, it was, I, it was like, I could almost literally hear it. And that's like, I kind of chuckled to myself because it's like, these people think it's about money. And it's not. It's not. There's a scripture, and I'm, a, I'm sorry, if, if you know what, here's just a kind of a sidebar. I'm sorry, I'm going through all these 
rabbit trails. But the thing is this, if you're wanting to learn how to, to, to search the scriptures, if there, I'm, I'm yelling out a bunch of scriptures, I don't have their address. If there's a phrase that you catch, a couple of key words, write them down, Google them. Google the scripture. Google, Google it. Because the thing is this, is that when that came about, when he was teaching the, the blessed life and people were thinking automatically money, 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 because this culture has this dead and dying hand on your heart, hi, You think it's about money, but it's not. And there's a scripture, I don't know the address, but it says, if I can't trust you with money, how can I trust you with true riches of the kingdom? How can I trust you with true riches of the kingdom? I can't trust you with a tithe. I can't trust you with an offering. How am I supposed to trust you with true riches? But you want to go to the nations, right? You, you to the nations. <laughs> Word? <laughs> okay. We're talking about investing, investing. The family of God is where we can invest in others and in ourselves also be invested. Um, Four young adults, where you at? Let me tell you something about serving, the duality of serving. It's meeting a need, but I honestly feel like it is satisfying a need in my heart for community, being able to serve the young adults the way we are. But, that's, but that's, that's all in the plan of God. That's all in the plan of God. And the thing is, this, people are so concentrated on their deficit and looking to, to seeking to fulfill it in illegitimate ways that, that you're, you're missing the whole thing because it looks like hard work. I think it was Matthew McConaughey when he did the Nickelodeon Awards or whatever, but he's saying a lot of people miss out on opportunities because it comes dressed in overalls and looks like hard work. And that's what it is. You're, you're at a deficit in your life. There's things that you're needing. There's miss, you're missing and that you're wanting, but you're missing the opportunity because it looks like work. Don't be scared. Don't be scared of a little hard work, y'all. And the thing is this, is that people, people are hard work. Relationships are hard work. There's no getting around it. But I, I guarantee you, any of you that are married, any of you that have kids, any of you that have like tight friends and stuff, there's been some ups and downs. There's some really dark times in relationships, period. But I tell you what, the, the rewards far outweigh the hard work. Right? Am I right? Come on. Serving is about dying to yourself. Serving's about dying to yourself. Unless a seed go into the ground and die. <laughs> Lest a seed go into the ground and die. You know what? <laughs> People be trying to flex on Facebook with that little meme. They be sharing that meme. You know, they tried to bury me, but they didn't know I was a seed. <laughs> they didn't know I was a seed, you know. They didn't see me coming. They had their heads turned. I was a seed. Y'all didn't know, right? But the thing is this, if you won't even deal with, you're a seed that don't like to get dirty, and that renders you powerless. You know why? Because a seed looks at dirt as a chance to grow. Seed looks at dirt as a chance to grow. Well, I've been hurt, and I've been, you know what? The Bible clearly says, I think we believe it's in 2 Peter, he has given us everything we need pertaining to life and godliness, which you know what that translates to? You're without excuse, boo-boo. And when, you, and, when you, and when you go before the Lord, I'm going to tell him just like he told me. Because it was, came a point in my time where I started to use a, a, a reality and a valid uh, thing in my life or that, I, that was out of my control as an excuse to keep from doing what God told me to do. And he, told, he turned, turned me right to that scripture and told me. He was like, look, you're without excuse. And one day you're going to have to answer to me. 
One day you're going to have to answer to me and give me and tell me why you did or did not do what I asked you to do. Are you serving? Are you invested? What are you invested in? Is it eternal where moth and, and rust cannot destroy it? Where are you building your life? We're talking about the hill to die on, y'all. First one is develop, which is discipleship. Second one is invest, which is service. You ain't saved if you ain't serving. And the third one is this. Embrace encouragement. Holy community is where we embrace others and are embraced in every season. Holy community is where we embrace others and are ourselves embraced in every season. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 12, 26 through 27. It says, if, if one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are, are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. You know, we've heard the analogy a lot of times. When you stub your toe, don't your hands go to comfort it, right? God bless the toe that's connected to a body, right? Even when it gets hurt, right, there's still something there to comfort it. It still can be comforted, but it's connected, right? The family of God is where we are embraced on this journey. This journey is not a cakewalk, but... There's, there's going to be hard times. It's been promised, and that's a promise of the Lord you don't see hanging on people's refrigerators, right? He said, I, in, in this life, perilous times were going to come. But he's telling us to take heart. He's telling us things so we'd have joy. Why? Because he has formed and fashioned us to be placed right in the center of a family that, connects, that we're connected to and that helps us through those hard times, that we can be embraced, we can be encouraged, Turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25. And I want to read this from the Amplified. Let's see here. (laughs) Let us seize and hold tightly to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. And let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage one another to love and to do good deeds. Not forsaking our meeting together as believers for worship and instruction, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return approaching. It's where we're embraced. We can embrace one another. There's been times where somebody, you know, there's, you know, it's not always visible, but you come in here and your armor's dragging and one of your brothers and sisters in the faith comes and puts their arm around you like, hey, how are you doing? It's a time for to be in place where you can be embraced in the family of God, being connected. The church is essential. The church is essential. The body of Christ is essential. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but encouraging one another, one another as we see the day approaching all the more. You know, Jesus is coming back, right? <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a rapper who has a line in, his, in one of his raps, and it says, Jesus is coming back, believe it or not. You should wake up in the morning, look in the mirror, and repeat it a lot. 
Like for real. And it was crazy because you know what? You know, a lot of us can go get can get so used to the fact of being in church, being around the saints of God. I actually did it for a spell. And it was like, dude, this is sobering. I looked in the mirror, I was like, Jesus is coming back. And it's like I'm reminding myself, hey, don't go to sleep. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Hey, next time you see your brother and sister and pastor, hey, Jesus is coming back. Let them know. Encourage them. Encourage them to do good works. You know what? It's hard, but we, didn't, we weren't promised an easy way. We weren't promised that things were always just going to be roses and raindrops and, and skittles raining on your head. You know what I'm saying? But, but that's what a lot of times is being sold is, is following Jesus. But us in the household of faith, we need to make sure that we're encouraging one another, that we're not forsaken, leaving each other hanging like, dude, I'm ghost. No, I'm over here struggling by yourself. It was never created to be that way. We're meant to come together, a body fitly joined together so that we can be encouraged into doing good works, that we can be spurred on to greatness and to see the glory of God revealed in our lives to other people. Why? So that other people may live, right? As I close, let's just recap. The hill to die on is the church. The hill to die on is the church. I don't care what they're saying to you in the news. I don't care what they're telling you, that they're telling you, oh, well, you don't have to go. You don't have to, you don't have to do like, no, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I need to be there. And the thing is this, I can tell you how important it is, but until you taste and see for yourself that the Lord is good, you'll never have a conviction of, I need to be in the house of God. I need to be in the house of God. Develop House of God is where we can develop discipleship. We are to develop others in our in, in turn. We are developed. It's a place where we can invest, where we serve, where we serve, where we give our lives, where we learn to humble ourselves, where we learn to esteem one another as higher than ourselves in servitude. Hmm. Christ is our example in all things. And right before he faced the toughest day ever, what was he doing? Was he parlaying by the poolside? No, he wasn't. He was washing feet. He was serving. Those of you that aspire to greatness, whether it be in the church or not, if it's beyond you to serve, it's beyond you to lead. If it's beyond you to serve, it's beyond you to lead. In a straight like that. Sorry, that's just what it is. Serving. Christ is our example in all things. And the E is embrace. Holy community is where we embrace others and are embraced in every season. You know, there's never been a plan B. The local church is the hope of the world. The local church is the hope of the world, and it's always going to be. You know, we bless God for the supplementary virtual thing, virtual avenues that are, that are opened up to us and opportunities to, to share the gospel electronically and digitally. It's amazing. It's great, you know. However, we're coming full circle to, full circle to be in the first century church again which means hiding out. 
being called out for our faith. Which means possible shutdowns again of, of churches, which are essential. We just established that this morning. But my thing is this is that there's a saying that says the banana that leaves the bunch is usually the first one to get peeled. I know it sounds funny, but it's true. It's true. You know what? This pandemic in isolation has had us, has made us sitting ducks. Why? Because we've taken apathy for assertion. We've taken on isolation instead of interdependence and it's left us as sitting ducks, right? We're getting the band back together, y'all. We're getting the band back together. We're coming back together. And the thing is, this is that we're stronger together. I don't care what they told you. I don't care how much rugged individualism has been romanticized and, and exalted above being interdependent. Everybody wants to be misindependent. Oh, I raised myself up from bootstraps. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. We are interdependent. We're called to be interdependent. We're called to depend on one another. What I don't have, you have. What you don't have, I got. And I got you. And you got me. That's what the family of God is. That's why it's essential. That's why this is the hill to die on. Come on now. It's time we stop being soft. All right? I'm just saying saying straight up. It's time we stop being soft. If you name the name of Christ and claim to be a Christ follower, the persecution's coming, baby. It's coming down the chute. It's coming down the chute. And there's a scripture, I believe it's in Jeremiah, it says, if you have raced with men and they have wearied you, how will you compete with the horses? And if you stumble in the safe country, how in the world are you going to maintain in the thicket by the Jordan? How are you going to take a stand for Christ? You can't, you can't handle people unfollowing and unfriending you. The time is coming. The time is coming. Behold, it is here now. It is here now that the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Worship is not song and instruments on a stage. It's living with an awareness of the true and living God. What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to give to defend the church? To defend the same cause that Christ gave his life for. The cause that counted, he counted us worthy of dying for. A criminal's death. I'm staying with the church. I'm staying with the church. Are you staying with the church? Are you staying with the church? This is the hill to die on. This is the hill to die on. I give my life now. So do a lot of other people here. Are you going to rise to the occasion? Are you going to meet the challenge of dying to yourself? This is the hill to die on. I will tell it to my last breath. I will give my life serving what God gave his life for. Even if I got to stand alone. If I got to stand alone. Hallelujah. The local church is the hope of the world. There is no plan B. They can shut us down at any time electronically, virtually. But you know what? They can't shut down the power of resurrection. 
There's no shutting that down. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, you don't even know, I don't know what you're even talking about, the family of God. I don't know the hill to die. I don't know what it is, but you know what? There's something within me that's being compelled to, 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 to give my life to Christ. And, and, and he, he died for me. What's this resurrection? We can tell you all about it. We can tell you all about it. If that's here, you're, you're here today and you want to give your life to the Lord, raise your hand, slip your hand up. You know, I know this is different. I know the lights aren't low. I know nobody's eyes are closed, but you know what? If you can't lift your, lift your hand in a church, chances are slim you'll do it outside. If you're here today and you don't know the Lord, you want to give your life, you want to make, the, the line is being drawn in the sand. People, the line is being drawn in the sand. If you're here today, you want to give your life to the Lord. Raise your hand. We'll pray with you. And it's a done deal. It's something supernatural and spiritual that happens. And we are here to join with you as your family of God to walk with you, walk this out with you and explain with a decision in detail what you just made. If that's you, you're here and you want to give your life to the Lord, we just slip up a hand. Hallelujah. So we're all saved here, right? I have a question I want you to ask yourselves. Where has this message landed in your heart? Where has this landed? Where has this landed? Maybe you're in the room and you found out, you know what? I've been, I've been investing in the wrong things. Or, you know what? They're good things that I've been investing in, but they're not eternal. Or whatever it is. But you know what? It's not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late to invest in the family of God. To invest your life where it's going to count for eternity where it's going to pay off dividends, where you can see and unseen. Come on now. Strong marriages build strong families. Strong families build strong churches. Strong churches build strong communities. There's a whole community that we have to reach, y'all. But it's going to take an investment. But it pays dividends, right? This is where we develop. So where we're discipled and disciple others. This is where we invest, where we serve, and are in turn invested in. This is a place where we embrace our brothers and sisters in every season of life and ourselves embraced also, no matter what we're going through. We're stronger together. We're stronger together. Can I pray for us this morning? Hallelujah, God. We just thank you so much. We thank you that you counted a wretch like us your treasure enough to die on the cross and resurrect Lord God we thank you Jesus for the conviction and the duty Lord God the admonishment to die on the hill of the church Lord God I thank you Jesus that we would we would resolve to give our lives for what you gave your life for what's important to you is important to us God and we with a renewed sense of purpose Lord God we put our hands to the gospel plow and we will not look back 
We will not look back. We won't draw back, Lord God. But I thank you that by your spirit, your grace, the kingdom of God is advancing in Susun City, Lord God. Father, I thank you. I thank you that strongholds are being broken, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that ancient wounds are being healed, Lord Jesus. God, I thank you that ancient curses and spells are being broken by the power of the blood that will never lose its power. Father God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God, that this is truly a new cause, Lord God, a renewed cause in our lives to give our lives for, Lord. And we say yes with the whole heart, Lord God. We say yes to your will, to your way, Lord God. We will be the agents of redemptive change. We will be your representatives in this earth, Lord God. Hallelujah, that others may live, Lord. We love you, God. We thank you for this, Lord. And Father, I thank you that as we leave this place, Lord, that your presence goes with us, Lord. God, bring us back at the time appointed with a song in our heart and a praise on our lips, Lord. Father, we just bless you. We love you. We bless you for these things in the mighty, magnificent name of Jesus Christ. We prayed and said, amen and amen. Come on and give God praise this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.